Stay with the Master Chief. He'll know what to do. Yes, sir, Sergeant. Thanks for the tank. He never gets me anything. Oh, I know what the ladies like. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nurse New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Extra Anchovies, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli's, a.k.a. Twinkie the Kid. There you go. I don't know, but Twinkie might not mean what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, like, oh, he's one of us now. Like, okay. <laughs> but Extra Anchovies is an old school quote. I know you know what Extra Anchovies mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the movie. The movie, Loverboy. Which one? Lover Boy. You never seen Lover Boy? Lover Boy. With Patrick Dempsey back in the 80s? You never seen it. Okay. I'm going to let you do your thing, but I'm going to start uh, off with. Okay. It's a okay, movie back yeah. in the 80s. Okay. Lover Boy <laughs> is about a, a pizza boy, a pizza delivery driver. And uh, basically, since the pizza local company was lo- running out of business, they were like, you know what? Let's start with a side hustle. Anytime some lonely housewives call and they want a little extra something, they're going to ask for extra anchovies because nobody wants extra anchovies. So we know what they really mean. So anytime we want extra anchovies, we're going to say, okay, you go out there, do your thing. And that's what Patrick Jimson was doing. So basically, he was like a teenage male gigolo. Now, the a man whore. In, he was a man whore. Man, he was a man whore, exactly. But what happened was that the conflict of the movie came in when he got one call for extra anchovies, and it was his mom. Oh, <laughs> you know? shit. Yeah. So, so any porno. Like Back to the Future. Like Back yeah. to the Future, basically. And she was still married to her, to her dad. They were like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> she wants to make the anchovies. But anyway, we're, we're off topic. Anyway, we got a brand new show for you. Basically, hit the like, subscribe, uh, like share, and subscribe button. Uh, but, Eli, I'm going to let you start off first. Let's go ahead and set this bad boy up. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to share out the link real quick. So uh, talk okay, about so Loverboys more. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Loverboys more. Okay, so like I said, it was <laughs> it was Patrick Densby's first movie. Uh, the movie was, it was basically about male, male whoring. And so anytime somebody says extra anchovies on there, it always makes me wonder, oh, is that what they're talking about? So anytime you go see one of those like uh, low rent porno movies where the plot line is always about, uh, uh, do you want some extra sausage or some shit? That's what came from. Came from Loverboy. Uh, how you like, doing uh, tonight? Jake- hey, Jake's in the house. What up? <laughs> What's going on, Jake? <laughs> Don't worry, Jake. Bat- we have a full show. We- yeah. Bachelor party with uh, Nick the Dick or whatever. <laughs> Did you ever see Bachelor I mean, that's party? the one with Tom Hanks, right? Tom when the, the the old lady they go to the strip club the old ladies and the guy came serving hot dogs oh man it was <laughs> I, I missed that i missed i missed that one i'm gonna watch that but oh I know the it was like 80s a, don't you remember love the 80s you can't get away porkies revenge you oh, can't get away you revenge of the nerds oh, anymore man, I bet you animal the, house you can't get away with any of that stuff anymore the kids anymore. these days would lose their minds if they ever watched fucking porkies right cancel that's it you can't oh get away God. with that and it made like four of those movies man all the best weekend uh best happy weekend guys thank you uh yeah. zikri zoe yeah you sound kryptonian but yeah yeah okay all right um I guess I, I guess I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to. Okay, get yeah. Let me go and get you. Get you. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um. So. Uh. Sad news. We have to start out with some sad news. Um. Jimmy Wang Yu. Uh. One of the biggest martial arts uh, stars, ever, uh, has passed away. Um. He preluded Bruce Lee as uh like a kung fu superstar he was out of the shaw brothers studios he was one of their big stars um he went on he's in almost 100 movies he was in he writer director producer choreographer he did it all um a lot of his movies were highly influential um particularly the uh um the one or the the chinese boxer there was a movie he did a movie called the chinese boxer um, that uh, preluded Fist of Fury, 
you know, as far as like the uh, Bruce Lee, yeah, the okay. Bruce Lee movie. Um, you know, that whole theme, the trope of you know the highlighting the the practitioners of Chinese martial arts challenging the foreign occupiers of China at the time. Um, uh, yeah, that that would that preluded that. You know, he he fights like the Japanese uh, uh, army or whatever. You know, taken that that have that are occupying China. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, that was like a big theme in a lot of Kung Fu movies, you know, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the underdog, the oppressed underdogs, uh, taking on these authoritary, uh, figures, you know, like, like the Manchus or the Japanese or the Boxer Rebellion, which we talked about in the Shang-Chi comics, uh, recently. Um, mm -hmm. he was also in a movie called, uh, The one Arm Boxer. Which was another classic. Um, was one on boxer, one on swordsman? No, it was one on. He was in, okay, he was in yeah. the one on swordsman as well. He was another. Yeah, another. Okay. That was like one of his first big hits. But one arm boxer, like influenced every. This was a huge smash hit internationally. Um, it's been referenced by a lot of movies. It it, it, it introduced that trope of you know the, the, the they kill his master and then the student goes and you know, goes out for revenge, but then has to learn the deadly technique to kill the bad guys, you know. Um, it, you know, the street gangs influenced the, you know, like in Kung Fu Hustle and Big Trouble in Little China. So a lot of, a lot of um, tropes came from this movie, One Arm Boxer. Um, and they even used the soundtrack to One Arm Boxer has the Shaft uh, score. They use the theme from Shaft as the musical score. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, like we're going back and forth, how black influ culture influences and back and forth. Yes. Yes. At the time when uh, Kung Fu movies first came over to America, they were getting played in the cities and urban theaters where they really resonated with urban audiences. They really, it was, you know, the civil rights movement was going on at the time. So they really related to these stories about, um, these, uh, again, these underdogs taking on, you know, challenging authority, challenging their oppressors. And, um, and yeah, so they really resonated with audiences. And um, uh, the sequel, one of my all-time favorites, Master of the Flying Guillotine, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time, another highly influential movie, the Wu-Tang has sampled this movie, referenced it in their songs. Um, uh, Street Fighter, the video game Street Fighter, you know, it, it took took uh, uh, note from this as far as uh, highlighting the, the international fighting styles. You know, you got the Taekwondo fighter, you got the karate guy, the judo guy, the wrestler, the, the, the Muay Thai guy, or the yoga master, like Dalsim. Mm -hmm. You know, there, in the fly, Master of Flying Guillotine, there's a guy who can stretch his, arm, his limbs like Dalsam in, in uh, Street Fighter. Um, again, crazy flick, love this movie, saw it in the theaters uh, at a midnight screening like years ago, had a great time. And his movie, the, his movies were like really violent as well. Lots of blood, lots of like owls, eyes getting gouged out and you know, arms and throats being ripped out. And yeah, great stuff. <laughs> you know? And then um, he was such a big movie star at the time that he actually, um, they tried to make, turn him into a, like an international star, you know, during the, the 70s. Okay. Yeah, th during the 70s and, you know, when the, the James Bond craze was going on, they tried to make, a, they tried to cash in on that. You know, they, they he, he started like a, a more Hollywood international um, uh, uh, movie for Western audiences. It was, a, the Man from Hong Kong was his first English speaking role where he's like this Chinese special agent you know, um, after this international drug dealer played by George Lazenby, who played James was Bond. also James Bond, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so, you know, <laughs> he, he, he was in all these, you know, he was a huge star back in the 60s and 70s. In the 80s, um, he worked to like the two, to, to 2010s, you know, he, uh, yeah, he stayed busy. Like I said, he wrote and directed. He had some scandals. I know there was rumors that he had ties to the triads and all that stuff. And um, 
So he 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 definitely knew how to party, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh he passed away uh this week. So huge fuck yeah to Jimmy Wang Yu. Thanks for the memories. Good journey, sir. So yeah. Yes, so yeah, let's go to it. Okay, so uh yeah, matter of fact, you didn't I didn't get set up, but we're gonna do it anyway. Eli, we're gonna bring back a classic. I'm just getting on the fly. We're gonna see how we're gonna do it. <laughs> so, like I said, this what came I'm trying to say what came out last week. I can't remember what came out last week. Morbius. We'll let you guess. <laughs> Damn, that was Morbius. a week ago. That was, <laughs> that was a week ago. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't know why I thought the movie came out like like a month ago or like 2021. It's like it was just it's a, a one and done of time. Yes. <laughs> right. It's the internet. That's how things go. So yeah. All right. So anyway, <laughs> give it to me, Eli. What is the number one movie of the week? Is it the Sonic movie? I heard the Sonic movie like whooped ass. Like took in a huge chunk. Uh-oh. Is Leroy here? Leroy, did you freeze up? Uh-oh. I guess Leroy uh, has been having technical issues with his uh, computer lately. So I guess I will filibuster while he's gone. I don't have the box office mojo. <laughs> so I will try to... Uh, 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 he's the one who does the box office. But hey, um, I guess number one was uh, Sonic. And number two, let's see. Number two was, sorry, I don't have this in front of me. So I have to look it up on my own. Is it Morbius? I know it beat Morbius. Uh, Morbius uh, dropped a big, dropped, dropped a ton. Uh, so, and then I don't know what else came out. I don't have the box office numbers with me and they, there's no list I can find. So I, sorry about that. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about Moon Knight because I, I I watched Moon Knight and I know uh, Moon Knight uh, uh, people are talking about hey he's back. <laughs> I'm back. Oh. All right, yeah, good. I was I, I I didn't have the box office numbers in front of me, so I was about oh, to because I forgot to I forgot to load them up. It was like as soon as I load them up, that's it. My bad. <laughs> oh, well, what, what did you guess? What did you guess? The, I, I, I guess Sonic. <laughs> I heard Sonic and Boom that was it because that was right when I was about to load up. But let me pull, let me go ahead and pull it up. Yeah, so Sonic was number one. Sorry, to everybody, I blocked blinked out for a second. But yeah, Sonic is number one this week. Uh, did a whopping seventy one million. So yeah, uh, Morbius did like a third of what he did before Lost City. Ambulance, did you get a chance to see Ambulance, the the Michael Bay movie? I did not know. Oh, okay. I didn't hear much about it. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Bay. You seen one Michael Bay movie? You seen all of them? Uh, Batman did seven thirty five. Would have liked that. I guess that's cool. So. Yeah, so like I said, Sonic did pretty good. Uh, we've been pretty on top of it about reviewing new movies, stuff like that. But the point is, why we didn't review Sonic? Well, why I didn't review Sonic? Because uh, I actually liked the first one. I, I saw it when it was on Hulu, stuff like that. And I actually said on here, I thought, in my personal opinion, the first Sonic movie was the best video game movie of all time. Not Mortal Kombat. Everybody quit saying Mortal Kombat. It's not, you know. Uh, but I said this is the best one of all time. People are saying this one's better than the last one. I'm like, okay, cool. But here's the problem, Eli. This is a movie you can't go see by yourself as a grown man. You just can't. I'm sorry. There are limits. I, I, I would. I understand. Know. I understand. This is this is you know a comic book podcast. There's a lot of shit we get away with. We probably should, but this, uh, uh-uh. uh. Matter of fact, any grown man that walks in to see Sonic the Hedgehog or or Alvin and the Chipmunks or some crazy shit along that line by themselves, like no, just just put them on the watch list immediately. Stranger Danger, right there. Just don't do it. Now, if you got kids you want to go see this movie with, that's cool. You know, problem is all the kids I know hate movies in general and TV shows. They only like Fortnite, Roblox, and TikTok. That is it. And YouTube. If, short YouTube videos, not long ones like this one. <laughs> so yeah. anything past that, they're not going to watch. So they're just like, uh-uh, we don't want to deal with this stuff like that. And you can't take a date to go see this movie. I mean, this isn't this isn't sexy. You know, hey, you want to go see Sonic 2? No, not going to happen. <laughs> she would dump you right there. So that's why we didn't review Sonic 2. So I'll probably review this when it comes on HBO Max or Hulu or whatever the fuck. I mean, I'll, I'll review it then. I'm pretty sure to be like, oh, it's Jim Carrey's best movie. Would have liked that, but, you know, whatever. And this might be his last movie. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah. Well, cool. You, you saved me from talking about Moonlight. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't gonna review Moon Knight because I I, I, I was about to. Again. I was like, I yeah. didn't know the numbers. So I was like, oh shit. Well, I guess I could talk about Moon Knight, even though I don't want to. <laughs> like, no! like, let me stop you before you get to it. Like, Damn, hurry stop. up, Leroy. 
before I shit all over Moon Knight. <laughs> okay, so Moon Knight sucks again. You know, anyway, let's let's move on past that. All right. So yeah, so I guess we're kind of sort of kind of going to the video game section, though it's kind of early. Oh, been there before. We're gonna go here. Yeah. Okay. So since we're not gonna talk about Moon Knight, let's talk about a show that you haven't seen that you can't shit on. <laughs> Uh, so I can shit on it. Uh, let's talk about Halo. Okay. okay. So, like I said, Halo's been going on. Like I said, the fan base is getting more and more pissed off about it. All like, oh, I hate Halo. So you can't talk about the show online because they're pissing everybody off. And just when you think people are starting to sell into it, they piss people off even more. Because in the last episode, they decided to do this. Show you Master Chief's naked ass. So first thing they do is take off his helmet. People complain about that. So they decided to go, oh, you can play about that. Let's show you his ass now. We we didn't want to see his ass. We didn't want to see that. You know. Now I know what you're thinking. Maybe do, do do what about the chicks? Or you know, you know or, what? Or people who do like what looking at dude's that is asses. true. That is true. Let's that and that's the thing, Eli. You were right about that because I checked our analytics, our, our female demographic that listen to this podcast a little bit lower. So hopefully, hold up. Boom, hopefully this will get you listening or watch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's show some things. This is for you, not and not just the ladies, you know, for the dudes that ended it also, you know, whatever you're into. We don't discriminate. Whatever you like, you that's it. But my thing is the people that actually play Halo, let's be honest with you. You go online in Halo, it's a sausage factory. It just is. That's it's just a bunch of dudes just playing. You rarely see women play Halo, but other than Jamie Lee Curtis, but other than that, that's pretty much all you're gonna get, you know. So I'm like Does Jamie Lee Curtis you... play Halo? Oh, she loves Halo. I, I was watching, and, I, and it's not like that fake thing that they were doing with Fast and Furious, but they pretend like they like Tekken. No, Jamie Lee Curtis like new glitches and shit. She was like, yeah, I know you hit the XXY and you do this. I'm like, oh, okay. I like, okay, Jamie Lee Curtis gets a pass, you know. You got skills. Uh, well, yeah, she hasn't got skills in the game. I don't want to play Jamie Lee Curtis, but my thing is with the Halo fan base, yeah, even though they gave us this, we never wanted this. We wanted this. <laughs> now, not everybody. I'm not saying I'm in that group. I'm just saying, but there was a, if you go online, Eli, there was a very, very, very large uh, group of picks online that are pretty much just Cortana. They want to see Cortana in there. You know, uh, you see some Kai's play in there. You're going to get a whole bunch of this, whole bunch of that, you know. So that's what we were thinking. Like, okay, the first but time we see. sexist. That's well, I'm glad I'm glad you male, said that. I'm glad men, men what happens when you let men make stuff. <laughs> that is true. So yeah, so before uh hey, Cortana I'm sure lesbians like looking at it too. I'm just saying. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what I'm saying. We don't discriminate, so it's not just yes. the guys, but you're just yeah. saying. And plus, you gotta think about it, it's a bunch of women out there right now to go to Comic Cons and all kind of things like that, and they cosplay as Cortana, so obviously they like it. You know, so it's not us being sexist. Women, women like it just as much as we do. You know, but here's the thing: um, they did tone down the sexiness of Cortana, like when they started putting her into more other games, start giving her more body armor and stuff like that. So you kind of toned her down, you know. But notice that nobody cosplays as that anymore. They want this. They don't. They don't even know that this. They only. They haven't done this in ten years. They don't care. They want that. You know. Uh, so yeah, the, I was thinking that they were going to do a Halo. If you would have sold me on a Halo show, there's going to be a nude scene between Master Chief Cortana. I was excited. I wasn't expecting this. You know, just nude, whatever. But that's I, I just want to talk about that in your past. Just that's flapping what, cheeks? <laughs> yeah, just like, what, what, what is happening with the show? I'm trying to defend the show, but <laughs> they're giving me the opposite of everything I want. But Cortana showing up in the show actually was pretty cool. Now to show you what she looks like in the show, uh, she look bad. I actually like her in the show. She looks, and they got the original voice actor, so it does sound like Cortana when you see her on the show. So I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty cool, you know. So that's all I got with that. Now it's to actually get into the video game section. This is something I want to talk about last week, but I couldn't talk about last week because we had like a full show of shit on Morbius. So <laughs> yeah. now we can talk about this. So uh, main thing I want to talk about last week, I want to talk about Street Fighter Five. They finally released their definitive update, like the update. They're going to, they're not updating this game anymore. They put the update out and they are done. They're moving on to other games, Street Fighter, Street Fighter Six and all this shit like that. So, and that's why I waited because I wanted to stop making all these patches and updates. I wanted to wait until you actually finish the game. And then put it out there. So now I've been online playing. I wanted to show you some footage, stuff like that. I see 
how deep we're going to get into the game. You know, a little I'm not going to show you when I lost, just show you when I won, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but there's some stuff going on. So I might bring back, like, the game night, stuff like that, where I play online, but we'll see. Don't worry, the guy didn't got He's going to die. He's going to die. Don't worry about it. You know, you might be able to get out there, but I don't know. Um, but there's I one do know problem. Street Fighter takes up a lot of space, and I had the disc. And that takes up a lot. I had to like delete well, a bunch of shit. That's that's because like, it's always update, update, update. Yeah, you know, it man. eats up a lot of memory. So yeah. Yeah, man. So if they just had everything on one consolidated dish, you wouldn't have that problem. But that's what you're getting if you download the game now, you're getting like six years worth of updates and updates and updates. Well, I got the disc and it's like constantly fucking Yeah, man. Just yeah, and when but, I first got the disc, I had to like delete a bunch of crap. Like I almost had to delete my Jason fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter would never get it. Like you just threw the shit out the window then when you saw that. Like, yeah, and I, I, and I didn't even and I don't ever play online. I don't even have all the characters unlocked and shit. I was like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the good thing about it that this is the last update. So if you do decide to update, there won't be any more updates after that. But the problem in the game that they might have fucked up something with the game and it's with this asshole, this guy right here. Now this guy is is named Luke. He's going to be like the main guy in Street Fighter Six. But what they did right before they stopped the update, they put him in this game, but he's so overpowered, that's all people are playing with. They just want to play with him and that's it, even though he's kind of a boring character. So he may or may not have screwed up this update. He might have ruined this game, but we don't know. We'll just have to see. Uh, but I, I might play with him and see just when a whole bunch online, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, uh, Eli, we kind of just flew through it. Now we can actually get to the to the media podcast. Damn, we're flying. We're flying. Yeah, we didn't really have a whole lot. Get out of here early tonight. Hell yeah, I might have shit to do. I might go see somebody. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so let's see. I think we divvied this up correctly, right? I think we did. You got more books than I do now. Do it. I think I do. Anyway, but anyway, this comic book bullies, we're talking about the comic books, and we're going to jump into what we have. And Eli, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go first on this. See what we got. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, no, no wrong one. Let's get, let's get it. Okay. Let's go here. I don't even know what you're going to do first, but we'll see. Um, I'll I'll do Spider-Punk. Number one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's a number one selling book this week, I I think. Um. But I want to see if you can sell me on this, or even if you even want to bother. I probably won't. Uh, (laughs) okay. Here we go. (laughs) Um, uh, so this is Spider-Punk. What's his name? Hope, Hope, Hobart. something i don't know so he's from the spider verse uh event that happened some years ago um and then he was like a playable like i was actually playing i had a skin in the when i was playing the spider-man game for playstation uh, yeah they had uh, everybody in that game so yeah. yeah but this is his story i never read his story so i was kind of new coming in but i guess it's a, it's a you know another alternate Spider-Verse, he like he's a punk rocker kid. He uh hangs out with a, a native captain First Nation, or no, he's a captain anarchy, but he's a native dude. Um, and they like beat up uh Norman Osborne, who was president in that universe, and all this. So there was there was actually an actual story arc leading up to the before this book. So this basically starts out with um yeah, Craven uh, is and the hunters. He's got a gang of Nazis that are running around with like some tech, some of these gun weapons that were created by uh, uh, Norman Osborn, and they were war machine fleet. He had a war machine fleet. So, anyways, they they got um, they got their hands on this on on these guns, and they're going around, you know, terrorizing the neighborhood and Spider Man or Spider Punk and captain native or what's his name captain anarchy kicking ass they go to riri who's she studies the weapons and she's like oh yeah this is the weapons for the the war the war machine fleet or whatever um craven attacks the place again they have a fight with him again kick his ass basically reveals that he was hired by somebody to basically fuck up the neighborhood to drive the prices down so they can renovate the fucking neighborhood gentrification basically um and then um, at, you know, at the end, they're like, who hired you or whatever? Who put you up to this? And dun, 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 it is Taskmaster. But in this verse, Taskmaster, Taskmaster looks like the Misfit Skull 
the Kimmers and Ghosts from the Misfits, the punk band, the Misfits. Yes, there's a ton of punk rock references. That, that, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, so yeah. in this, yeah, all, all the dialogue are is lyrics from Iggy and the Stooges, from the Dead Kennedys, from you know Ramones, and yeah, a lot of yes, a lot of the dialogue is taken from punk rock references, as you can see here. Uh, the Taskmaster looks like the Misfits go. He's actually saying, if you're going to scream, scream with me, which is a song by the Misfits <laughs> called Hi Hybrid Moments. So um, a little cheesy, but I can tell they're having fun. Whoever's writing this is just having fun. Um, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of Murder Falcon by Daniel Warren Johnson about the metal guy, the metal band. Um, mm -hmm. Not as cheesy though, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, it, it's just it's just stupid fun with a lot of punk rock references. So if you're a fan of if you're a fan of punk rock and hardcore music, you you might get into it. Um, or if you're an elitist old school punk like me, you might find it a little corny. <laughs> <laughs> I can just oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I think, but are, are you are you a fan of, of that type of punk rock? Uh, yeah, I like the Misfits. I like the Misfits okay. and Dead Kennys. I did recognize a lot of the lyrics that were being tossed around in the dialogue and stuff. Um, like I said, it's just they're just having fun, and I'm not a, I'm not gonna I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. So I give it a three out of five. I may or may not pick up the next uh, the next uh, issue, but it, it, yeah, it, it was it, it was cheesy, but. It was, it was like a CW show. You know what I'm saying? It was like a CW. <laughs> it was CW punk rock, is what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was I. It, it was it was it was kind of it was kind of fun in a way. You know, like I said, I'm not mad at it. it had its moments. So yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, so yeah, let me just jump into it. I guess the book I'm going to do is X Men Red Number One. Eli, you said you did read this. I did read this. Okay. Like I said, for those who don't know, this is the book where basically Storm is Queen of Mars and sort of kind of X-Men forms on Mars, but not really. I guess we just find out, see what, see how it goes. Uh, see how I threw this up. So basically, to say this, this all happened from the Hellfire Gala, for those that haven't been keeping up with the story. Hellfire Gala, I think like last year, where all the X-Men terraform Mars and all those weird mutants they got from Apocalypse Kids and shit like that. They just put them on Mars. They were like, they're too crazy to be on Earth. But they were going to conquer Earth if we leave them here long enough. You know, so just, just take them somewhere. So that's what they did with that. Um, let's see. Wait a minute. I don't have it. Oh, yeah, I do. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, so that's where we are right now. So to start the book off, we have Storm, Queen of Mars. And they don't have the Quiet Council they have what is called what the great circle nine circle ninth circle some I circle it's a great circle uh, yes. i don't i don't know <laughs> it, was, it was something i can't remember what it was but yeah but storm keeps having nightmares about another version of herself trying to kill her she like that she's fighting to the death with so but none of that matters anyway but she's getting distracted while they're talking to the the ring the Great Ring. That's what it is. <laughs> I keep forgetting what it is. Okay, so the Great Ring is different from the Quiet Council because the Great Ring only has Omega level mutants. So you got to be top dog to sit at the table. There's no no kitty pride and no shit like that sitting at the table. You got to be, you know, a, a boss at the table. So they a basically world breaker. Oh yeah, you got to be on that level to be there. That's why Storm is there because she's a level Omega level. Basically, what they're dis uh, discussing is whether or not they should just chill on Mars, just live here, don't go anywhere. Or go back to that hell planet they came from and just wreck everything and get revenge on Apocalypse and, and his wife, uh, who basically took over the planet while they left. They were, and I think they voted that you're going to just stay here, you know. Uh, moving on past that, we got Magneto because Magneto got kicked off the Quiet Council on Krakoa on Earth. So he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to Mars, you know, just leave you alone. So he goes out there and sees this guy. He just like, uh, he was like, uh, if you want to, look, I'm minding my own business, leave me alone. And he's like, do you know who I am? I am the master of magnetism. I am, you know what? My name's Max. How you doing? <laughs> he didn't even give the guy a bad time. He's just like, look, is it cool if I live here? He's like, man, do what you want. Everybody lives on the coast, so you can just live here. Nobody's going to bother you. You're like, cool. Uh, he was like, and he's just trying to ask him, so, so what, what's your deal? What are you doing? Like, people have called me all kind of things in the past. They've called me 
uh, a villain. They call me a madman. They call me uh, the bad guy. But what the one thing they say they can call me that always gets under my skin is they call me a failure. And that's one thing I, I hate to be called. But at the same time, how can I not be called that? You know, so he builds on places like, well, this way I'm going to just live on my days. So he builds his own mental castle in like two seconds. And that's where he's there. So Minito's is doing his thing. We're going to the Red Lagoon where Sunspot has made his own club and he's just chilling. And right when he gets in there, that's when a bar fight breaks out because that's when it always happens. And it's Vulcan. Vulcan breaks out. And normally Vulcan is pretty chill because they put like some mind blocks on him. But the fact he even sees Shi'ar makes him want to freak the fuck out. He's just like, uh, do you remember me? I'm your king. I conquered you. I'm your emperor. And now Xavier's little brat is running that place and I'm going to take over and stuff like that. So before he gets too crazy, uh, that's when Sunspot stands. He was like, hey, no fighting in my club, you know. So he just kicks the shit out of Sunspot, <laughs> steals his power, kicks the shit out of him. And before it gets too wild, that's when, yeah, the bouncer of the club shows up, Thunderbird. He's just like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you, you a Summers, you know, Cyclops? Oh, uh, yeah. He was like, cool. Tell Saga, say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, so that's, they get into a fight because he didn't have any energy powers to leech off of. So, so he just kicked the shit out of Hulk, you know, so they just beat the hell out of each other. But at the same time, the crowd is booing Thunderbird because he jumped into their fight. They were like, boo, get out of there, you know. Uh, so that's when Cable and, Gab and, and Abigail Brand show up and Cable just shuts down Volk. He was like, go to sleep, Uncle Gabe, you know. Uh, they talk and he's like, uh, I'm about to start up uh, an X-Men group. Y'all want to join me? They're like, nah, I ain't doing shit. I ain't going nowhere. He was like, and they try to kick Thunderbolt off the planet, but he's just like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying here. You know, so that's pretty much most of the story. Pretty much we get down to the end where uh, basically, yeah, Abigail Brand is trying to go around recruiting X-Men. She's trying to recruit Storm and Storm is just like, no, I am not going to be uh, X-Man, I am not going to be the Queen of Mars. I am just going to just be here. And she destroys her throne and her crown. She like to hell with the thrones of her core. So yeah, so you got Magneto and the guy calls himself the fisherman. You know, they just chilling, just having a conversation. And that's when uh Sunspot shows up. Where's Sunspot? He shows up and he's just like, Oh Magneto, I can't talk to you. And he looks at Sunspot, he's like, Sunspot, what the hell? First off, tucking your shirt. And who the hell kicked your ass? Because I trained you better than that. That's why I, it clicked in my head like, oh, yeah. Man, you know, did train the new mutants. So when he was running, you know, the Xavier's mansion, shit like that. So there's like, look, we need to do something. We need to uh, form like an X-Men or shit like that. Because basically this planet has like no laws. So we need to keep everything in check. And he was like, are you with me? And she was like, and somebody else says, there's basically Storm saying, I'm with you, but we're not going to be the X-Men. Uh, Abigail Brand's already doing the X-Men, so we need to be the counter of whatever the X-Men in. And we're like, okay, well, what's that? They're like, man, you know what? Well, you know of all people who knows what the counter of the X-Men in. It's the Brotherhood. And that debuts Storm's new outfit. I guess I'm supposed to be impressed, but, I mean, she changes costumes every two weeks. I mean, like, okay. It's like, Tony Stark has a new Iron Man outfit. You're like, okay. <laughs> Like you've seen a million of them. I mean, what else can you do with it? I so, thought they are going to be called, we're not X's, we're the O's. <laughs> <laughs> the Omen? Oh, watch hey, those YouTube. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, so, yeah, so that's what's going on right now. Uh, basically, it's X Men, but they're on the other planet. And I guess, I don't know, another X Men book. Read my Al Ewan. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, there was a lot of shit yeah. I didn't know what was going on when I was, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it's it's pretty much a simple book. It's just a lot, a lot know, of X Men politics going on, which I, I, I'm I'm yeah I'm not an X Men guy, so I I never got it. It wasn't wasn't my yeah. thing. You know, but we've so. been we've been asking for this book. We've been like, okay, when they shift those mutants off to the other Mars planet, what are they doing? What are they eating? Who are they? What are they dancing yeah. to? Now we know they got disco. We didn't know that before. Now we know they got disco. So yeah, so. <laughs> I like then, storms. Yeah. Is yeah. is Thunderbird doing anything else? Is he in any other books, or is this it for him? Well, I, I, well, you know, they got that Thunderbirds book coming out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but so yeah, got that I mean, coming he's out. Just, yeah, he's not. He's just a bouncer in the bar on Mars, and getting I mean, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna join the team. You know, uh, yeah. uh, hopefully. Yeah, I was so. like, yeah, they're just making fun of him and shit for for now. 
<laughs> right. Oh yeah, that was some fucked up shit. What did he say? Like, uh, yeah, you couldn't protect your brother because you had a plane to catch or some shit like yeah. that. And that's how he died. He died by a plane, like it being blasted. blasted yeah, it, so, yeah. And I was a little disappointed. Like, in current events these days, where motherfuckers are talking shit and getting slapped for it. Right. <laughs> right. I well, was this one came out before that was done, you know. So I was like, damn, I mean someone needs to get slapped for that. <laughs> but yeah, uh yeah, that's that about it. <laughs> I mean, but it's saying like that he did kick Vulcan's ass the whole book, so yeah. So yeah. something happened. So yeah. But, yeah. Uh I so. guess it's on me, huh? Yeah. What am I, do? what am I doing next? Should I, I, I we do... it up what, yeah, how do we do it? What do you, what do you, oh, I'm, a, I'm doing Devil's Reign. Oh, yeah, 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 you are doing Devil's Reign, okay. Okay, Devil's Reign, number six, the finale of the, the this big um, Daredevil event, Chip, Chip Zdarsky's run comes to a close. I did not read the Chip Zdarsky run. Me neither, um, not, but... not, one, not one issue. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was reading Daredevil for a while. I was reading Charles Soule's run uh, for, a, for a while, and then I stopped. And um, I never read Chip Zdarsky's run. But I hear good things, and I kind of want to now. <laughs> so basically what this was, uh, this is a, the whole the accumulation of the Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil's tale. Um Kingpin became mayor of New York. He then used the purple man's powers to persuade everybody's vote. Um, Electra became daredevil for a while. I don't know this. I'm all refer like, again, I didn't read the run, so I don't know, but, ba and then, so this is basically, um, Wilson Fisk is running for mayor. Um, he's using well, purple re man's for powers, mayor, yeah. rerunning for he's up for election again. He's he's now he's acquired the purple man's powers. Um, Luke Cage is running against them. Wilson Fisk has used the Thunderbolts to um outlaw as like a police force to outlaw superheroes in the city. Um, so it's kind of civil war, too, kind of like a civil, like civil war ish on the street level, civil war shit. Um, and then, um there's some shit with the Daredevil's brother, Wilson Fisk's son, all the shit going on that I'm not familiar with. But basically, this is the big finale. Um, everyone's fighting in this one. This is, everybody's got, it's just a series of fights between the different characters. You got the New York City shit, X-Men and, and Avengers, or not the X-Men. Well, yeah, Wolverine was in there. I think I saw Wolverine in there. You know, every all the superheroes fighting the Thunderbolts versus, and then you got the thun, the the Purple Man coming, you know, trying to like control everybody, but they got the inhibitors. Um, the the Purple Man's kids in there, and then the thing with Luke Cage, where he came in and was like trying to, Luke Cage took his uh inhibitor off, put it on the kid's head, and then then Purple Man was trying to get Luke Cage to crush his head and shit. I thought that was pretty intense. <laughs> right but luke cage he, didn't do it yeah and luke cage didn't do it. he's able to he was able to uh defend against the mind control i thought that was pretty sweet meanwhile you got like uh daredevil and electra uh you know going after wilson fisk they they catch him and fucking daredevil's beating the shit out of uh kingpin like beating the shit out of him uh almost kills his ass until electra had to stop him like yo you're not an assassin you're a daredevil you're a symbol People are watching. That, that was that was some some imagery on there also because not only was Daredevil you know had the weapon to his head, there was also a bunch of like cell phones in the back also where people had cell yeah. phones. That's what so Electra like, was saying. Like the people are watching. You chose to be a symbol. You're not right. an assassin. I know it. I kill people all the time. You're not that. You're a symbol, and everyone's Me? watching. What do you? If you kill him, what do you think people are going to think of you? So she kind of talks him out of uh, killing. Uh, Wilson Fisk, um, and then um, me personally, I thought there was like some a uh, comment on excessive force, like we've been getting in the news all the time, stuff like that. Let me see if I can pull oh. the image up real quick. Yeah, yeah. See, like that was just all the cell phones in the back, stuff like that. So, like, oh, I kind of like. I'm not gonna say George Floyd, but I kind of remember that. You know, you kind of use excessive force. You know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, but it's also like it, it's it's these two characters. It's it's the hero and versus villain. It's the big climactic battle. Um, I think 
you know, that we always get to see, you know, we wait, you know, Batman versus Joker and all that shit, you know? So, um, Daredevil doesn't kill him. They take the, he gets arrested, uh, while he's in the car getting arrested. It turns out one of the, the security guards is his son, Butch. And he takes them back to those, uh, that those, uh, I don't know who they are. They're those, those corporate real estate assholes that basically who said they put him in, in the office they, to begin with. So yeah, yeah. They're the ones who put Wilson Fisk into office and they're like, good job, Wilson. We're going to get all the charges dropped and we're going to have you run for president. You did. A, and he said, you did a good job making the crime go up to drive the prices of the property go down. So we could buy up again, gentrification. <laughs> you know, so we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to coach you and you're going to run for president and you will win. And we're basically, we're putting you in power. You're going to be president. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they try to put her there partner. And Wilson Fisk goes and shakes her hand, shakes his hand and then crushes it, beats the shit out of everybody. He's like, no, I'm the kingpin. I thought that was so dope. I'm the kingpin. I don't, no one's, I don't have a boss. I'm the boss. Basically mm-hmm. kills all those guys and then goes to his son. Hey, I know I wasn't there for you, but you know what? This is what I'm, this is my gift to you. You are now the kingpin. You tell everybody you killed me and took my spot. Now you get to run the city. And then he takes off with Typhoid Mary and they sail off in the sunset with a happy ending. Kind yeah, that's why I'm like, like a happy ending with kingpin? I, I know. I was, I was like, it's kind of fucked up, but I thought it was dope. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, Daredevil had a tragic ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his life is all fucked up because now that his brother is dead, his brother was pretending to be him, so everybody thinks that he's dead. Matt Murdock is dead, so he can't go back to secret identity. Yeah. So there's an epilogue where, uh, yeah, him and Electra talking about starting the Fist, which is an organization that's going to kill the Hand, and they're talking, let's let's go destroy the Fist, and we'll, you know, so basically ninjas versus ninjas. So that kind of sounds cool. Um, but yeah, I, I actually like the, the Kingpin happy ending. I mean, yeah. He's sail off in the sunset? He like... sails off in the sunset, but he's the Kingpin. That's what he does. He's the, <laughs> like, Joker's like not going to die. And, yeah, it's just yeah. Like, they, they don't even pretend like he got it. I'm just sailing yeah. off. It's like, you know, it, it's it's kind of fucked up because it's the Kingpin. He's in a giant asshole, but it's like, it's so gangster too. <laughs> like, like, you just don't see that, like, in a comic like, book. It's, yeah, it's like, what if Scarface had a happy ending? <laughs> right. Like, it, it's supposed to be fucked up, but you're just like, you know what, good for Kingpin. You know? Kinda, kinda. And you know, he's he's there, he's gonna be, he's gonna be pulling the strings. So, I, it's just like, okay, it kind of set, it kind of sets up, whoever's taking this over, it kind of sets things up into a new like a new um, starting point. You know what well, I mean? well it, it, what I'm hearing is that Chips Darcy is coming back. Like he's just starting up a new new uh, dead run. Okay. Yeah. So well, yeah not... I, I, I might read. I might go back and read this because I it, this is this was from the the this was pretty cool. Um, I don't know exactly like all the details and all the little you know soap opera shit that was going on, but yeah. it makes me want to go back and read his run. Because the because the crazy thing about like the Civil War shit going on, I care nothing about that. Yeah, but the daredevil shit I cared about him yeah. versus Kingpin and stuff like that. So yeah, and like yeah, my, I'm not yeah. I, I, my favorite daredevil shit is the street level grimy shit. You know Frank him Miller, on the streets. Yeah, all that, yeah. yeah, him on the streets fighting ninjas. That's all. I mean, you know, all the big superhero mind control Avengers shit. I'm like whatever multiverse fucking Doc Ock and the multiple Doc Ock shit. I didn't <laughs> give a shit about any of that. I, I but I, I yeah. Daredevil beating the holy shit out of Kingpin was. The, was the, you know? Oh, I did like it when Daredevil grabbed that that uh the staff, like Kingpin staff, tried to mind control him. Yeah, and basically try try to like pin stare him. Yeah, like, I want you to suffer all the shit. And then Kingpin was like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done." Like, he just shook that I, I shit off. Just like I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm the Kingpin. I don't give a shit about the misery I caused. And then, oh, so you're truly you truly are an evil bastard. And bam, hits <laughs> him with the stand. Yeah, I, I, oh. yeah. I, I actually dug this. You know, like I said, I want to go back and read his run now after after reading this. So. Yeah, I'll check it out, see cool. how many issues there are and go from there. But yeah, it's it's cool. So four out of five. This was a cool finale. Yeah, all right. It's cool. So where am I going next? I did X-Men one. Okay, so I got I got Batman. I got Batman. I never do Batman. Got Batman. Yeah, but we're gonna do Batman this time. Now the reason I'm doing Batman because we uh reviewed Shadow War last week and it kind of caught me off guard about how much I like that book. 
So like, I'm going to keep the story going because this is just a direct continuation of that story. So we're just going to just jump into it and go from there. So, yeah, so Shadow War basically happened was Deathstroke has assassinated Ra's al Ghul and started a war between him and Tai al Ghul. So, yeah. So, I don't care about that shit. Now, okay, Eli, who is this chick? That's the new commissioner? I forget. I haven't been reading Batman or Detective in a while, but that's like the new commissioner, isn't she? I guess. I don't know who she was. Anyway, she's here at the crime scene. Apparently, she's chumming with Batman, so they're just cool. So, Batman is investigating the crime scene after it all happened, trying to find He's out. detecting. It's a detective story. Yeah, it happens in Batman stories. So, yeah. <laughs> so, he's looking around. He's trying to review the crime scene, stuff like that. And he's just like, okay, so this Deathstroke, Deathstroke is one of the greatest assassins in the world. Uh, and I, I get it that he got past you because you're the Gotham PD. I mean, you're you. But he got past me. I don't like that shit. I'm Batman. You know, so I want to know how the hell did he get past me and I didn't notice him. And she was like, wait a minute. I know something that Batman doesn't know? Really? And Batman's like, how did Deathstroke get in here? <laughs> you know, he like talked to her like, okay, cool. I'll show you, you know. But anyway, she shows us basically how they tunnel in to get into it. And the thing is, is that He's like, okay, Deathstroke had seven seconds to just do whatever the hell he wanted to. It took me seven seconds to get to him by the time he shot uh, Ross in the head. So, but the only person, other person he shot was Talia. But this is Deathstroke. So how the hell is Talia still alive? You're like, hmm. And then he does his Batman shit and disappears because he thinks he has a lead. You know, so lead. And then we go to Deathstroke doing his Deathstroke shit. Basically, the League of Assassins are after him or whatever the hell they call themselves again. Um... And Prometheus is like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And I don't know who this gun guy is, but I guess it really doesn't matter in the next five pages because what's her name? The Devil Whisperer or some shit? She just. Yeah, there's some. There's. Yeah, I never. I haven't been reading the Deathstroke Inc. I haven't yeah. been reading the Robin book. So that's the thing. I don't know a lot of these. Again, a lot of these details. Of who these motherfuckers and I are. think the same writer is writing all this shit. So he's just connecting all this stuff. It's like his his devil's reign, basically. So, yeah, so Angel Breaker, whatever her name is, she, like, he's trying to stop it. She's just, like, chopping the bullets away like a lightsaber and shit like that. And then chops him up, too. So, whoever this guy is... Some anime, anime shit, yeah. <laughs> right, so whoever this guy is, you won't see him again anyway, so don't really matter who he is. Uh, so, apparently got a, a guy on the team named Detonator, and he's just like, I'm gonna just shoot a, a rocket launch into it, just fucks laid up, you know. Uh, and Death, Deathstroke's kid is Respawn. Which I think may be Damien's brother. I think it's Talia's. Oh. I think oh, yeah. I gotta read. I gotta read story again. But I think that's like Talia's son by Deathstroke, and Tal, he's cool. Talia Tal, Tal is a pimp too, <laughs> right? So yeah. So she was like, "If I can't get Batman, I get the next best thing, which is Deathstroke." So she's like, "Yeah." So anyway, Prometheus is like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here. <laughs> Take it easy, Deathstroke." You know, and he takes respawn, and they like get out of there before the before the place blows up, and they're boom jump out of there so yeah so they blow up and stuff like that and he's like okay so now what do we do that you know he was like okay uh following death rest is cool what does he do next i don't know what he do anyway we find his other daughter ravager who was also on the the island stuff like that who was help training robin you know and she just like dad you really fucked up you killed raza ghoul so you know that's going to bring heat on the whole family she knows that you know, so and exactly what she thought. Yeah, the League of Assassins come in. They like to better take her out. And before they do that, she just keeps drinking and boom, boom, boom. They all get taken out. And it's Damien. He's there. He's like, what the fuck did your dad just do? He's like, look, man, I'm just as surprised as you are. So let's go kill my dad. <laughs> she just gets the sword. <laughs> they just go, you know. Uh, so they're doing it. So Batman thinks he has a lead. So he's about to go see his baby mama. He's like, look, she, she I think she got some duty for the reason she's still alive and looks for shit going on. So it's one little ninja there. Batman like really fucks him up, kicks him in the neck while time with Batman. Like Batman, that's kind of excessive, but but he's got size. He uses size, which is weird because after reading like Devil's Reign and Daredevil, like like Elektra stabbing Kingpin with the size, I'm like, hey, Batman's got size. <laughs> Batman's got size too, and there's like 50 ninjas just pop out of nowhere. They're just like, you're not welcome here, Batman. He's like, come on, let's go. So 50 ninjas versus Batman. You know what happens. He didn't kill anybody, but they're all fucked up. They're all knocked out and shit like that. He kicks one through the door to break the door open for him to make it easier for himself, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I just love this pattern. There's a bunch of 50 ninjas just knocked the fuck out. And we've seen Batman do this. We've seen Batman beat more ninjas than this by himself because it's Batman. 
So we got one that's just like, and Talia's just like, why'd you do that? You could have snuck in. Nobody would have known you were here, but you just had to make yourself known that you were going to be here. Uh, it's a waste of your skills. And Batman just yeah, looking bang I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> Basically. So that's when Batman throws the size down. He looks, I, I ain't come around to play Talia. I just want to know, why the hell are you still alive? Because we know Deathstroke is good enough that he would have killed both of you before I could have got to you. He was like, shit, I don't know. But anyway, what are you coming here proving? She's dressed like Ra's al Ghul and shit. You know, she's like, I'm the demon's daughter, stuff like that. And she just like, and basically she just like, look, I don't even worry about Deathstroke. Where the hell is our, our son? Why are you not with him right now? He's like, yeah, he went out to go see, uh, he went out to go uh, kill Deathstroke. He was like, what? So you fuck my, you got my son out here going against that monster. And right before she gets ready to kill him, she's still weak from Deathstroke, you know, putting gunshots in her also. She didn't take the Lazarus pit because she was like, I don't trust the Lazarus pit right now. And she was just like, even though you don't care, Batman, he was like, what are you talking about? I, I do care. I care about you, Talia. Uh, I, I never want to see you hurt. She's just like, you're the only person who could hurt me, beloved. You know, and that's when they kiss. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the story. So, yeah. I don't feel good. You know what you need? A hot beef <laughs> injection. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That is the medicine Talia needs right now. Like, <laughs> I got a fever. And the only remedy is bat dick. <laughs> right. Come on, let's go make another ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a cool story, man. I'm pretty sure it's going to ramp up towards that. Uh, it wasn't a, even a whole lot of Batman in this story. It was just a story they're just telling. Uh, yeah, it, but- it kind of like, uh, well, for me, it was a little, it was okay. I, I, it it, it kind of like, leveled off the tension leveled off a little bit after the first issue um but yeah the action was cool art was dope i just didn't know like i i don't know about his kids and you know and, and i might stuff. i might be wrong that might not even be a thing I'm, yeah so. i didn't know about like yeah the, the whole conversation between uh robin and slade's daughter oh really she doesn't like her is that her dad okay see i didn't know that <laughs> well, they 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 flip flop. Sometimes they're cool, sometimes they're not. I, honestly, yeah. I think they were cool before they. But she was like, "Oh, he's doing asshole shit again. Let's go get him." You know. Yeah. So I think that's what I think that was going on with that. So overall, I like the story. I'm still going to stick with Shadow War. Still going on. I guess I have to read Deathstroke Inc. Whenever it comes out to see what the hell's going on with that. And I guess we'll get confirmation whether or not that kid is Talia's son and technically Damien's half brother or whatever the fuck going on. So yeah. So basically, he's he's Deathstroke's Robin. Yeah. Bottom lines. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. What, what you got next? I guess I think the only book I got left is this uh, Jim Henson Storytellers Shapeshifters number two. I don't know why we, I thought all of us had more books than this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we read, we all read the same shit mostly. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, this is, uh, I mean, this is uh, the only reason why I picked this up is because of the, uh, it is written by Darcy Little Badger. She's a native uh, author and writer. She um, she writes novels like native sci-fi novels. She wrote some. She wrote some of the one of the stories that ended up in the Marvel Indigenous Voices book. Um, so I guess this Jim Henson storyteller series is just different fantasy tales from different artists and writers. It's an anthology book, uh, a different story every month. So this is the Shapeshifter series number two. This is uh, about a little girl, an Apache girl, who um, basically learns, she finds, she, she meets the little people, the little reed people that live in her garden, that live in the weeds, in, in, the, in the reeds, um, in her garden. And they teach her how to dance. Um, it talks about the history of the Apache and how they lost their culture and their, their ways were outlawed. Um, their people didn't, couldn't dance for fear of being persecuted. So this girl learns how to dance through these little people in her backyard, these little spirit people. And she visits them throughout her life. Um, she uh, ends up becoming a ballerina and, you know, travels the world, you know. She, and um, towards the end of the story, she goes back and visits her mom, who's an elder. Um, her mom can't afford her house anymore, um, has to leave. Eventually, her house is torn down and her garden is bulldozed to make up for like property it's bought up uh the state buys it up and bulldozes down her her um her garden where the little people are she's like oh my god you know um but then one night uh when she's 
when she's an elder herself, she grows to be an old lady. And one night the, the, the little people come and visit her at the nursing home and they dance. It's a really touching story. I was actually really moved. It, it touches on, you know, native history and how the culture and, and cultural, cultural preservation and how the culture's dying, the struggle to keep the cultures alive and, the, you know, the traditions alive. And I just thought it was a really, you know, moving, beautifully told story. So I was like, you know, like I said, I, I just picked this up. I, I, I was just scrolling through and I just noticed the name on the cover, you know, Darcy Little Badge. Oh, really? So I clicked on it and read it and I was like, wow, I was really uh, surprised by this. So yeah, you know, um, cool little story about native traditions, which is very rare in all media. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, yeah, four out of five. I thought it was really good. Cool, cool. Okay. Uh, last book I'm going to do is a CW book. <laughs> We're going to talk about the CW. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those who don't know, yes, the CW has a Archie? whole bunch of... Archie? You reading an Archie book? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Even worse. You wish we were doing an Archie book. <laughs> uh, no, like I said, people know that we, uh, the CW has a whole bunch of Arrowverse shows in DC Universe, and they decided, the DC decided to do cross-promotion, but decided to actually do a CW Arrowverse comic book. That's actually That's written, smart. But, yeah, and it's actually written by the show writers, showrunners. Okay, so it's like a tie-in. You know, it's actually placed in between, like you know, uh, one of the seasons of the show, like between season three, blah blah blah, stuff like that. So, uh, oh man, I, I, I did some by accident. I didn't do that. So yeah, uh, the book is Earth called Earth Prime Batwoman Number One, uh, and it's set between, like I said, it's set between. What is it? Sorry, I'm screwing up. Set between season three, I think, like between the mid-season something. Damn, there's it's been three a, seasons already? Maybe the last. We don't know. Yeah, but it's been three seasons so far of Batwoman. And, okay, I, I think I got to set up what season three was. Season three was, like, all of Batman's gadgets that he had from the Arkham criminals got loose. So what it started doing, it started infecting uh, random people. This is a way so you can have people become Mad Hatter without being Mad Hatter or uh croc, croc killer croc without being killer croc and her best friend got affected by poison ivy and her brother became joker so people want to talk about jared leto being the worst joker not if you've seen bad woman <laughs> so but honestly he's so bad people don't even count him so i'm gonna just let that slide but anyway let's get to it uh in this book she fights clay, uh, clayface so yeah um so oh we're gonna pick one yeah so what happens is like i said it's uh basically it's high school kids having a party. They're picking on one kid. He's getting bullied. They trip him and kick him into some mud, but it's not really mud. Oh, it's, it's like clay. Some it's clay. <laughs> so he becomes a new clay face. He gets infected. And the, the story is called Flesh in Mud. You know, uh, some other CW shit happening here. So that's Renee Montoya. That's Luke Fox. Luke Fox sucks on this show. Renee Montoya sucks. Oh, it's actually, it's actually the same actress from Gotham. So I, I, that, that was pretty cool. So it's cool. Anyway, Batwoman is in a Dodge Charger. She gets word that, yeah, Clayface is, uh, is attacking some places. She goes in and tries to stop him. Of course, she can't do anything with Clayface. But it just so happens that it's raining. So the rain melts away Clayface. So she's like, okay, so that stops me for a little while. But when it starts raining, eventually he's going to come back. So we're going to need to have something to stop him. So while they come up with a plan to stop him, that's when Lena Luther from Supergirl shows up out of nowhere. She has not been in these stories at all. She has not been mentioned. And she knows Batwoman is Batwoman because Supergirl told her for some reason. I don't know. Oh, that's not Lena Luther. Anyway, Lena Luther says, all you got to do is just get some Mr. Freeze shit uh, and I'll make you a freeze bomb where you can freeze him uh you know clayface that's the story so yeah so that's what happens she uh builds a bomb gets clayface freezes on and that's pretty much it that story yeah but that's not has, a different story has yeah. uh clayface showed up on batwoman or they probably ain't got the budget for that that's they don't have the budget book. for that they, they, right, they don't have the budget book. for it exactly so it feel, <laughs> i feel like what the show is doing is that since we don't have the budget for a clayface we're going to just make it a comic book and that's it. Now, people are going to say, well, they had Killer Shark on me there before and they had Gorilla Grot. That was like eight years ago when the CW had money. They don't have money anymore for this shit anymore. So, yeah, they 
when y'all really used to have, watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't watch TV anymore, so they can't afford Clayface, you know. When still um, when people still went to the movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so none of that shit. That's her best friend. It's a, okay, but anyway, the point is, that was the most interesting story because, like I said, this is not a one-shot. This is a continual story. And oh. apparently in Clayface, somebody is talking to him. And the person is talking to him has some kind of staff or armor or something like that. Yeah, he's got some kind of staff. Maybe Ocean Master, I'm not really sure. Oh, I was about to say, it looks like a trident. <laughs> it looks like a trident, yeah. He was like, look, aren't you tired of getting beat by Batwoman and all these other people like that? Why don't you join up with us? And the guy builds a portal, and he walks through the portal, and that's it. So, But I'm trying to, is that is that Ocean Master? Because I know they don't have money for Ocean Master. It, it could be. I mean, it could be. Yeah, some some Atlantean, you know, I don't know. But they don't, I mean, because that's what I'm saying. Is this, because I was I was fine with the story at first. Okay, it's, some, it's a throwaway CW episode. You didn't have a chance to film in season three. But then this shit shows up at the end with Ocean Master. I'm like, Ocean Master have been on the CW before. But is this even the CW? Is this like some multiverse, weird, yeah. dark crisis Shit. And you know, they ain't got the budget for Ocean Master or any Aquaman <laughs> underwater. Right. Ship. You can't afford uh, Ocean Master. That's a, so, so, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. But that's the story. Like I said, it was a thing. It was cool. It was a fun throwaway story. I was like, if it was an episode on Batwoman, I probably would have watched. They didn't have the money for Killer Croc when they did Killer Croc. He was just in the shadows. All you saw was like his arm. <laughs> And shit, you know, he just, you know, he just got dragged in the shadows, just kill people. So it's just like, okay, y'all really just broke right now. I guess. Oh, but yeah, I guess that's that's all we got. We booked out. Eli, we we made a show out of nothing. We did. We and had. Nothing. We didn't even. And we, we avoided. And we didn't have to talk. We didn't have to talk about Moon Knight. Like we avoided Moon Knight. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we pulled it off, but we did. So yeah. So you listen this long, different like, share, subscribe. Like I said, we're gonna have some more stuff come up. Uh, like I said, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna keep talking about Halo. Like I said, we saw Master Chief's face. We saw his ass. I don't know what the hell they're gonna show us next week. So his yeah. Dick. So, right. I guess so. <laughs> oh yeah so but yeah check us out next week and we'll follow with that until then this is Leroy this is Eli we'll talk to you guys next week same bully time same bully channel we've only just oh yes indeed I like this I like this hey yo hot chat do me a favor, man. Speed it up a little bit. From the entry, you know I'm so influential because I'm glowing like a candle. The focus is so essential. Dog, what you trying to get into? A steady to flow, ready to blow. Like snotty tissue, they snitching like Donnie Brasco. I'm counting like Monte Cristo. The ghetto full of betrayal like Iago and Adelo. Your fellow neighbor will slay you. They'll smoke you like cigarellos. Police want that info to grill them like portobellos. And murdering instrumentals because the rap with the conscience to fill us. Killers and monsters. So we're feeling the honors. So we're still fulfilling the promise. So nice to kill them with kindness. Hitting like Muhammad Ali, you more like Tatiana All this is probably karma, you dishonored the father Whether it's God Almighty, or the Almighty Dollar We follow the prophets like Islamics or the Dalai Lama Your bullet points so hollow, they could probably pierce body armor Look in the scope, my people still in target Smile on my face, tears of a sad clown Feeling out of place as I whistle a cab down If I tip extra, can I huff a cig? Blow my smoke out the window, dropping ashes on the bridge uh, I'm in New York now, like I Akeem and Semi was trying to get the lobby door open from a semi-buzz. I just want to go to the slum and throw my money on the floor like the notorious bum. Uh, build a home, teach a class, start a revolution. Free the mind, heal a body, talking evolution. This that black Elohim Anunnaki rap. That Farrakhan, Akeem Olajuwon, Gaddafi rap. I dedicate this to my niggas in New Orleans, rocking black and gold stocking caps and fleur de lis shocky hats. I'm in the courtroom screaming, who that on the devil? Serving gumbo with a shovel, dog. I'm on another level. Me and Kwali come together like two pieces of metal. We mag yeah, now here's the memo. I'm a rebel without a cause, a bezel without no flaws. And shawty, you straight, but you look way better without no draws. And sweat out this alcohol. Bet I'm about to ball and never let up. Look how I just crept up without applause. Fed up with all the frauds and left y'all without a job. The center of attention, this is clever. I'm Pal Gasol. Really though, I'm LeBron. Really don't got my mind on this new school of rappers. I would really go Columbine and throw up the diamond sign. Boy, you know I'ma shine. Flow is in Ramadan. Cause couple years ago the game had they pajamas on but now they on my dick man i should throw a condom on hey cause a nigga coming raw like i ain't got one on and i ain't stopping nor copping no plea
please I just like a low squeeze Dog, I'm on a higher level I'm on top of nosebleeds Niggas say they sick But when they rock They don't sneeze Like the nigga on the block Waving his clock But won't squeeze Please Hey Yeah Hold your applause until the ceremony end. Your surely, truly best yet again, a noble patented. Super magic, abracadabra kid. Mysterious master gym, black a pant, arrowhead with the long barrel stem. And his apparel fresh. Harbor light shining out the black power grid with the black power grip. And pure power don't power trip. Push the cellar ceiling up and make the tower tip. The Gladwell point the Babylon polish. All about nothing where it's all about the dollar. And mansions on the fault line of a shaky market. The devil at the dance hall, thirsty for a partner. Get off him. There is not a parcel or a portion or a measure of a fortune. More awesome, gorgeous. The funky four horsemen and one more whip. High tech on the score once more. Of course, you're welcome. Thanks, appreciation for your participation. Special dedication. Celebration. It's a... Uh...